Hey, what's good, guys? My name is Dalvin, and I'm the managing editor at the Stony Book Press. I'm Connor. I'm a writer here. I'm Tuin. I'm the culture editor here. Hi, I'm Deanna. I'm the music editor. I'm Joe. I do features. I'm Julio. I'm co-music editor. So we're doing part two of Albums of the Decade. Yeah. Music was invented in the 2010s, so I just feel like it's really important that we... By Kanye West. Yeah, he made Kanye My Beautiful West. Dark Pursuit Fantasy. Mm-hmm. Definitely. When did that come out? 2010? 2010. My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy by Kanye West. Fantasize about this back in Chicago. Mercy, mercy me, that mercy a lie go. That's me, the first year that I blow. I've seen some interesting takes saying that an album from 2010 shouldn't be named the album of the decade because in order for it to be a proper like representation of the best of the decade, it has to like be a product of its decade in the sense that it has to like manifest from all the influences and the sounds that came before it Uh, and one of the albums on this list literally came out on january 1st 2010 yeah and that's what i'm saying like yeah you could make the case to like kanye you know came out what like october 2010 but it's really a record of like the 2000s because if you think about it those albums are just a product of like the cultural milestones of the 2000s yeah exactly so it's like not really representative of 2010 2020 Um, but having said, it's like hard to argue against <laughs> that album, very, very um, especially, you know, all like the mystique around it. I mean, Kanye, it's kind of funny how it works. He was generally recognized as crazy after the Taylor Swift incident happened, but everyone kind of ignored it because he still continued to make like critically acclaimed music. And this album was like a perfect example of that. I think it's the last album Pitchfork gave a 10 out of 10 to, which is very interesting. Um... And yeah, talk about that album. Um, several of these I hadn't listened to up until last year, and I'm glad I had because they're great. But My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy is not one of them. Uh, I swear I'll listen to it soon. Please But do. I've been saying that it's 2019 now. When did it come out? Um, 2010. 2010. So, but soon. My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy foreshadowed for what like the first half i would like to say mm-hmm. of the 2010s would be sonically yeah from the opening track which is gorgeous if i'm not mistaken no it's um gorgeous is the second track right yeah which is my probably my favorite kanye west song dark yeah, fantasy, dark fantasy, yeah, dark the, fantasy like, where you had opening. nikki yeah what this album also did for nikki with her fucking monster verse oh, mm-hmm. that's the only one I which know. set into play one of the biggest female artists specifically rap artists we've had of all time she Mm -hmm. was instantly shot up to like the accolades of the greats and she's an immediate legend because of the not only because of her talent when she came out how well she she performs and continues to perform and she genuinely held her own and has the most memorable verse on a song that also has jay-z yeah i know and kanye yeah how the hell do you do that yeah and you could really tell, like she she knew, like this is her moment. Yeah. Pink whip, thick ass, give him whiplash. Like, come on. I think big get cash, make him blink fast. Like, yeah. I will. Before that, I only knew Nicki Minaj from her bedrock verse. Where yeah, and she, that was lackluster. She infamously said, "It's time to put this pussy on his sideburns." Yeah. Put and this I heard pussy that. On I'm like, uh, I don't think I 
understand what that means. Yeah, sure. Miss Onika, I don't know yeah. if this is for me, but after Monster, that was definitely for, for me. That was like, that solidified like the good music click thing. 100%. Like, th that was, I think, it came out at the end of 2010. Yeah. Were, like, that year they were doing the Good Fridays where every yeah, Friday yeah. they released something. Oh. That was like a, that was an era. That yeah. was, that was, that's a clearly definable like era of Kanye West's like, yeah, definitely. Whole uh, career. I remember like my friends and I would, would like every Friday we'd get together yeah. and listen to the song. Every, everyone so. would be excited for Friday. Yeah. He like, he kind of created, it was like that whole, that whole, um, weekly, um, system similar to sunday service mm -hmm. where like everyone everyone would be anticipating some type of a release or some performance on one day of the week that was like definitely a kanye west era the good music like with the click and mercy and all those songs yeah definitely um this is yeah to pimp a butterfly by kendrick lamar And when I wake up, I recognize you looking at me for the pay cut. But how must I be looking at you from the face now? Sure, yeah. I remember I was conflicted. <laughs> Go on, I remember Julia. you was conflicted. The, the amount of like using the influence on that album alone says how like sometimes I did the same. Layered and like crazy it is. Abusing my power full of resentment. <laughs> resentment that turned to a deep depression. <laughs> yeah, it's it's cool that um an album that conceptual and, and like uh comprehensive i didn't want self -destruct. even came out in this decade yeah um like it, it, you know like you could have looked at it as like oh he was making like a just so a straight critic bait answers. album yeah because um, it was such a departure from uh, good kid mad city but he really he really sort of nailed it um and yeah it came out at like pretty much the right time 2015. 2015. Year after Trayvon Martin's uh, killing. Mm -hmm. I think it was the same year as Eric Garner's murder, as well as Mike Brown's. Mm -hmm. It just came out during, sadly, a perfect storm of police brutality. Yeah, it came out, I think, as like the Baltimore riots. It helped galvanize the Black Lives Matter movement and gave them an anthem with the song All Right. Yeah. I think it was meant to like punctuate that whole, the whole everything that was happening socially that that mm -hmm. time. And he dropped it with like a day's notice. Too. Yeah. Oh yeah, he did. Yeah. Um, which <laughs> it's funny. Like, what was it Joe Budden said that like not every artist can do that. Exactly. Not just any <laughs> artist could drop yeah. anything anytime and be successful. Only like Beyonce could do that. Mm -hmm. Rihanna could do that. I could argue that Nicki Minaj could do that, but she Harry. chooses to have the whole <laughs> rollout. Ariana Grande could definitely do that. Excuse me, I said Harry. Oh, you said Harry. Oh, well, Harry could definitely drop. He dropped a video where he was in love with a fish. Hope y'all see Very that. It's called Adore Me. It's Adore You, right? Adore You. Adore Sounds you. cool. Yeah, sure can do that. No, I'm kidding. Oh, you know, stop Ken that. Kendrick won a Pulitzer Prize. Macklemore did try to do that, um, and people like roasted him. He pinned. Oh yeah, Drake did. He do pinned that. Uh, the tweet like. I can't wait anymore. I'm releasing Gemini now. And I had like 28 retweets. And then I remember someone like replied and was like, this did numbers, chief. And it got like a thousand retweets. Made me feel bad for Macklemore. But yeah, like not every uh, artist can do that. You know, Kendrick Lamar won die. a Pulitzer Prize for Damn, but I mm -hmm. think he, he should have gotten it for Timbit Butterfly. Timbit Butterfly. That, that album is like, 
historical like mm. American rap album. Like that's gonna be the album cover alone of him being on the White House lawn. Yeah, with all the pyrus. Like, with all his <laughs> with all his blood brothers yeah. on the stage on on the lawn. He's got the baby in his arms. They've got like money and henny bottles and newports in the mouths and all this and like dice. And yeah. Then there's a dead judge at their feet. Like, and the black and white, just like and it's all in black and white. It's just so such a like a triumphant defiant image of like unapologetic blackness mm -hmm. and then the album itself is so unapologetically black and the fact that he interpolated a tupac interview and made it sound yeah. like he was actually talking to it's tupac crazy and, how, and how it builds time. up at, at, uh, with every song and people compare yeah. the cover of that album to d'angelo's um black messiah 110 percent, yeah. very similar like also very much sonically, so. like the, like the whole jazz hip-hop feel yeah i mean to Pimp a Butterfly God. is like it's been scholastically looked at, critically looked at, mm -hmm. passively looked at. It's just an album where you probably have an opinion on it. You have mm -hmm. almost have to have an opinion on it if yeah. you've heard about it. It also sparked um Geraldo Rivera that yeah. that <laughs> spineless leech on Fox to say to quote a lyric in his song All Right. And we hate the popo. Want to kill his dead in the street faux show. And then his co-anchor, I guess, was like, I don't like that. I don't like it. Like, if you listen to the song in context of the album, or even by itself, and had any idea where it was coming from and why it was written, you'd understand why it was said. So, yeah, the unfounded outrage, and then them trying to build a narrative against Kendrick based on that song. And before he even dropped to pimp a butterfly, he had dropped um, the black of the berry. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And that song is black as fuck. It's <laughs> mm -hmm. it's it's navy black. Yeah, well, it's, yeah, it's based on the novel The Blacker to Berry, which is about colorism yep. in, in yeah. Harlem. And it's super is, aggressive. And at yeah. the end of it, he says, so why should I cry when Trayvon Martin's killed in the street when gangbanging made me kill a man blacker than me? Hypocrite. Like, mm. that is such a complex... I'm not even going to sit on this album any longer because it's been done before. I, th I think Kendrick Lamar is interesting because he like reflects. He's like the tip, like a tip of an iceberg for like a whole subculture of rap that does not get like popular, like like positive popular reception at all. Like the whole like con conscious rap, quote unquote. Like, <laughs> it's like it, he kind he's kind of a of the, the perfect crossover. Yeah, artist. exactly. Like the yeah. bridge, the chasm between mm -hmm. like popular music and like conceptual. Um, intellectual lyricism over, you know, rap beats. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, I guess the same way like the Fugees were in um, the nineties. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, conscious rap is such a funny term because yeah. it's like, like, yeah, it was like big in the nineties with like Black Star. Mm -hmm. But that was just called King rap Star. at the time. Yeah, it was exactly. Just, it was just Con as soon as materialism and all the yeah. other bullshit was like blown up in the two thousands, yeah. like late nineties, that yeah. you had to label it conscious rap because not era. all rap was conscious. The bling era, which I'm nostalgic for. Same. Yeah, honestly, it, it looks um, cool in fucking photos. Like, <laughs> I like I look at like fashion from the early two thousands, and I'm like, did that even like did that decade even happen? Yeah, like the pink coat with Cam, the all yeah, pink fit, iconic, oh, iconic, best yeah, best Halloween costume. This is happening by LCD Sound System.
Yeah, Connor, Connor, get the mic. Get the mic. Get two mics. Who's <laughs> gonna get two? Mics. Oh, no, well, <laughs> talk to all the audio. Um, Joe, do you want to start with this y one? Yeah. So LCD Sound System is a uh, dance punk disco influenced band. I don't know. I I hate describing genres because I feel like I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. But that's what they are. They're also a perfect crossover band. Um, they make like nine minute sort of like danceable songs with like wry lyrics wry sarcastic lyrics it kind of i just wrote about them recently but it kind of sounds like the singer james murphy is like rolling his eyes after every line he sings <laughs> um but they punctuate that with like very sentimental uh like droning music but it's all over these like very like fun danceable uh, like synths and, and beats that like anyone would find appealing and this is happening was at the time their final album Mm. Um, yeah, at the time. Yeah, asterisk. Yeah, <laughs> because because they did come back four years, four years later, later, just four years later, after playing a big show at Madison Square Garden and being like, "This is the end of it. We're ending." Big documentary. Big documentary. Big goodbye. Yeah. It's actually called the long goodbye. I think. The documentary. Um, yeah. Or well, I no. Think, shut, sorry, shut, the up, album. shut up and play it. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah the right. album is called. I was listening Town Away yeah. over here. Yeah, Connor um, and I we watched the documentary on Tuesday. Yeah. Um, and it's so funny. It's really honestly good. like it's yeah. it's an amazing documentary, but it's so funny watching it, uh, in hindsight because they just came back four years later. They played like this huge show at Ma show. Madison Square Garden, four hours, like cutting to people crying in the crowd. James Murphy like crying during the songs. Mm -hmm. His um, brother was there. His brother was there with his nephew. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. like... Surprise. Uh, and then four years later, yeah. like, oh, right, uh, festivals pay we really good money. Yeah, so basically. Like, like, hey, so like, you we know, need to tour. We, yeah. James Murphy's like, my wine my wine bar isn't doing it for me anymore. Yeah. I have to really get that touring money. But uh, I think uh, LCD Sound System, like their whole, the saga of them begins with like james being in his like 30 th mm -hmm. in his 30s yeah, like, they, they didn't washed up and get popular away. until james murphy was like 35 years old yeah he he had so, been a dj and like you know just like a mainstay new york city hipster kind of and he was like an thing. aging hipster and that's like where losing my edge came from yeah it's like the breakout song <laughs> he wrote a song sorry he wrote a song yeah. called losing my edge which is one of like the funniest songs i've before, ever heard before this is happening yeah, this yeah. is 2005 or 2004. 2002. Oh, 2002, but but yeah. the album was released 2005. Yeah. And it's about not feeling cool anymore. <laughs> about like losing his edge literally to like younger hipsters who are at one point hipsters. At one point he says uh better looking with better ideas and who are actually pretty pretty nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um and he starts naming off all these bands that he was influenced by and he says yeah. that he was at all these shows which is just him kind of grappling with his age mm -hmm. and I think this is happening kind of punctuates the end of that era of yeah, like 10 years definitely. of hey we weren't really this is a weird thing that sort of became popular and we're ending it now we're going to go out on top um I think there could be a whole different conversation about what it means that they came back and that like it's sort of trying to rehash something mm -hmm. in a sense but I think this is happening is a good I mean it's orchestrated well mm -hmm. like it's done well and the album is great yeah it's great it's it's kind of like their magnum opus like it's everything that seems yeah. like they wanted to do in one album mm -hmm. and Dance Yourself Clean is like obviously like yeah hit, I um I know like they might I don't know they're pretty popular but like yeah. they might not be known to like everybody I really would suggest checking them out they're, they have a very like sneakily broad appeal i think people are very surprised when they hear them for the first time the yeah. first song in this album is called dance yourself clean it starts with like a very slow plotting uh just narrative with once again like very sarcastic and funny lyrics and then it's a nine minute song at around three minutes the beat drops and it just gets really like amazing and fun 
And for a lot of people, that's the first song they, they hear by them. And it, it almost always blows people away in my experience. Yeah. Um, I suggest okay. checking it out. Next. Wide Awake by Parquet Quartz. If it stops, I'm. If it stops, I'm. If it stops, I'm having a bad dream. to make political rock music and um have you ever heard the 1975 <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't, ma- don't make me go up oh i'm maddie healy oh oh, <laughs> oh s- cell phones are mental oh it's also <laughs> unknown orchestra. they do that too yeah yeah can't keep checking my phone yeah yeah i love that song though it's a good song I love it. um <laughs> yeah but like <laughs> it's very hard to make like political rock music because um we live in a society just kidding no but like um it's so easy to sound like that yeah no but like people are like you know oh god 1975 does have a song about sincerity sincerity is scary but i'm not giving him any credit but it's true Matt like Healy is the best artist of his generation it's hard to be artist of the decade Ar- stop. artist mute, of the century mute Deanna's mic please <laughs> this is my podcast <laughs> I mean, I do, I do like the 1975. They're just so easy to make fun of because they're very consciously trying to be rock stars. Um, but yeah, anyway, so it's hard to make political rock music because if you're sincere for a second, people will like find you cringy and like and like inauthentic and, um, you know, just like kind of a buzzkill. Um, and that's that's like kind of true uh, in most sense. Like it's very hard to make good political rock music i mean i wrote about this album last year for albums in the summer list and i wrote about this a little bit and i you know i mentioned like other rock records in the 2000s that tried to do political rock music and like the the most known one was american idiot by green day which is just the worst like eighth that's, grade bathroom graffiti that's the first shit. Like seven years old like dancing yeah. in my basement <laughs> that's the first album i ever bought <laughs> really I say. that's funny the first album i ever bought was dookie by green really day. yeah um, I, didn't, I didn't know Danger Mouse produced some of this album. Yeah, Danger yeah, Mouse yeah. Produced, yeah. So uh, anyway, yeah, they came out. Parquet Quartz is a punk band, originally from Texas, moved to New York, like you do when you're a band, and <laughs> um, they released like very like, I guess um, well received uh, punk record. People call them art punk. Once again, what the fuck is that? Yeah, people like, call them what? art punk. People say like I, I've heard Anything? people compare them as like this like sloppier, more DIY version of like The Strokes. Yeah, they have the same sort of minimalist the, in a way. The funny, the actually the funny, the funny you bring up the Strokes because one thing I can't stand about the Strokes is that they're rich kids. They are they rich like kids. Like, yeah. I mean, I like them Joe too. Everything that I like. <laughs> no, I like the Strokes, but like Julian Casablancas's dad was literally like ambassador to Spain. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he also owned like a textiles, you know, factory. In yeah, like city. triangle shirtwaist shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, they all came from a they they did all come from a prep school in Manhattan and yeah. they grew up together, but like Parquet Courts, like I know Andrew Savage at least grew up pretty poor, you know they're like real like working actual working class punks which I always appreciated, um so yeah they released uh, three albums but before Wide Awake uh, Light Up Gold which I almost wanted to put on this list too, yeah. but I didn't want to like you know take over the list with my own bullshit um, Sunbathing Animal Wide Awake. Very interesting um, 
punk records. And then they came out with Wide Awake, which Two Inches mentioned was produced by Danger Mouse, who is usually someone who works with pop artists. Mm-hmm. Um, but it resulted in this album having like a very like bubbly, interesting sound um, that was, of course, filled with like very political lyrics. And yeah, Connor. That's pretty much everything I would have said. I mean, <laughs> yeah. like, it's pretty on the nose what you said, like, uh, their approach. And um, it's a super cohesive album. Mm-hmm. The messages. It's also not presented in a way where they're trying to focus you on one specific thing, one specific no. topic. And, like, and before the water gets too high, is like, he's just going and going and going. And also, yeah. all those songs, they're just, uh, he's just kind of. He's, it's almost like the song isn't long enough for him to get all of his thoughts out. So he's just yeah, going, exactly. going, going mm-hmm. which I liked about it. And mm-hmm. uh, it's also just a really strong Parquet Chords album. Yeah, um, it's very yeah. like, um, if you ever listen to like Talking Heads, it's sort of like that, where it's like punk you can dance to. Um, and yeah, it, it's not like all like straightforwardly like fuck the system rock. Like there's songs about like Andrew Savage's relationship with his mom. There's songs about Austin Brown, the other singer, has a song called Death Will Bring Change about his like sister dying in a bus crash he was 17 um yeah (laughs) so like it's just like a very interesting album too and i know you like that album too so yeah yeah. it's like the only parker chords album i've actually listened to Mm -hmm. and i really i really do like it like overall is like like you said has that kind of like a a funk like a a touch of funk to it yeah definitely and i really like that about it because i'm not really like a full-on hard like punk guy like mm-hmm. tenderness is a good tenderness yeah. is a really good like, song that's a good really example good, of like yeah. that good um kind of like pop bridge with danger mouse mm-hmm. and like the song structure on the on this album like is really good too like mm-hmm. the way like the whole thing flows back to back i just like i'll, I'll listen to it fully back to back and like actually enjoy it it's one of the only albums that i can actually do that with it's also just like as i guess as a last note for it it's not it doesn't rely on the tropes that like american idiot relies on mm-hmm. lyrically like it's not fuck the system and then just relying no. on like they only say yeah. fuck tom brady in a song yeah i played on i played on the air when it came out i didn't know that <laughs> they said and i just let it happen <laughs> wait and really yeah what'd you think they said i like i just no I, I actually thought it came in later so i was like i was ready to pause it okay. but then it came in really quickly and mm-hmm. it was on the air um i don't think anyone in new york is gonna have a problem with anyone saying fuck tom brady yeah but <laughs> yeah i had this one guy call me hey uh, you fuck you man i'm from uh, boston or something i don't know but um <laughs> about th- about that song no yeah but like it, it, no one called me luckily but um it was just like a a good um, i'm getting reception of long island radio stations with my pirate ham radio yeah and, and i'm um, listening to college radio <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah so yeah I wanted to add one more thing just about this album. Like, what I was saying about playing it fully, it's one of the albums where, like, the punk vocals don't get annoying. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, you can actually, like, it's not grating after a while. Like, you can mm-hmm. actually, like, enjoy it. It's got a very specific voice. It's not, yeah. like, it's not trying to be, it's, he's not relying on, like, vocal tropes of, like, trying to sound really cool. I'm like, yeah. fuck, fuck, fuck you, President Bush. Like, mm-hmm. like yeah. what's his name? Billy Joel. Billy, Billy Joel Armstrong. <laughs> yeah. Billy Joel Armstrong. Yeah, Billy Joel Billy Armstrong. Billy Joel Armstrong, the most cursed, uh, character you can possibly think of <laughs> billy joel armstrong <laughs> yeah yeah it's terrible it's billy joel but billy, uh, it's billy joel armstrong but billy joel's face mm-hmm. and that's it yeah yeah that's what it is okay next up lemonade by beyonce
<laughs> Overnight, like no morning. I was literally just offered two different mics. <laughs> Beyonce Lemonade was dropped by surprise on somebody. Please Google it because I'm not that it's fluent. 2016. In twenty April twenty third, twenty sixteen, and. I didn't know what to do with myself because I had just started to enter the Bayhive and now she, the queen, had dropped a new project. I wasn't ready for it. And I wasn't ready either for the honesty with which she would deliver each of her songs on that album. She revealed to us that Jay-Z ain't shit and he cheated on her. How you cheat on Beyonce? I know she's a person, but like she's not. She's, she's some above that how do you cheat on her it's just ridiculous her song obviously formation was an anthem people started putting hot sauce in their bag yeah hillary clinton Swag. said that she put hot sauce in her bag in her to try to win votes exactly she tried to win the black vote by saying she puts hot sauce in a bag yeah. it didn't work no glass ceiling is still there we'll, we'll get him get him next time and just overall it was such a masterful album because her songs lent themselves perfectly yeah, when she did. would later on perform at the mm -hmm. Super Bowl halftime show and had the Black Panther like regalia on with the yeah. berets and the leather and everything. And she was criticized for that. They were trying to boycott her and like cancel her, but like. Hilarious. Exactly. They're like it just didn't make sense. People were trying to get her out of yeah. here because conservatives love boycotting things that they would have never consumed anyway. Exactly. It's very like funny. how you gonna hear from the outside of the club? You can't even get in. Like, <laughs> yeah, like shut up. Like, you were never like, here. Oh no, uh, Maga Jeff isn't listening to Beyonce anymore. Damn. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that one stream that he streamed by accident. And the best song on the album, in my opinion, is I Care, because I almost cry whenever I listen to the Homecoming version. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Beyonce's interesting, because I really do feel like you really have to be kind of like a woman to like fully understand what makes her so powerful. Exactly. And I remember last semester, we watched Homecoming in the office with like mostly women, and they were just like, like they looked like they were about to like die. <laughs> I was about to cry yeah, several times. Yeah, because they were like... Yeah, yeah. And how she felt bad for never having attended like an HBCU mm -hmm. and that her college was being on tour with Destiny's Child. Mm -hmm. And it's just, man. But yeah, Beyonce, um, thank you. Just thank you. And your parents, like, thank you. Thank you to all of them. I think her mom's name is Simone. I hope the Bayhive doesn't attack me in case I'm wrong. But like, I know her dad's you. name is Matthew. Yeah, her dad's name is Matthew, but <laughs> um, thank yeah, you to all of them. Beyonce, I mean, she's like objectively great. She might be the, the uh, greatest pop star of all time. Um, has never fucked up. Has always been like Facts. very strong. The only thing person. she's had about uh, as far as scandals is the Illuminati. And then she said, y'all haters corny with that Illuminati mess. She said, fuck out my face. I'm still rich. Like, come <laughs> on now. Talk to her nice. Yeah. Currents. By Tame Impala.
is Tame Impala's like full forward pop album. Yeah. Really good. Really, really good album. It really gave them that mainstream appeal and like they're this now the center of a lot of jokes about like people who like gatekeep weird music, yeah, quote unquote. I know. <laughs> and like Tame talk Impala. about how oh you haven't heard about you, I Tame wonder Impala. if you heard of this band called Tame Impala Kevin Parker. Let me show you. Let me show you. Song. Let me show you this weird playlist. <laughs> it's, a little, the it's a little left of center. You probably wouldn't know about them. <laughs> that whole yeah. that whole appeal. But the, it's a re- the, Kevin Parker is like one of the best songwriters mm. in al- alternative the, his alternative like indie rock genre sphere. He's so skilled with his, with his production too. Like the layers of of like mastering and mixing and sound sound design in his songs are like impressive, like almost cinematic. And he blends that in with like the pop kind of straightforward bridge chorus verse thing very well. And he creates really good albums that are like otherworldly. Yeah, I, um, they're the perfect crossover band, perfect mm-hmm. crossover appeal, especially this album. The first two albums they made. Like I loved, and I think most people who listen to it love them. Mm. But you know, it's psychedelic rock. It, yeah. it sort of has a a popular ceiling. You know, yeah, it has like that ni- nine minute song kind of like yeah, uh, can't really play this on the radio type sound. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I mean, I feel uh, good for Australia that they like finally got their Beatles mm-hmm. kind of like Kevin Parker is very much like one of the best, probably the best musician to ever come out of Australia, mm-hmm. um, unless there's someone that i'm forgetting he actually um, ushered in a kind of like a like a, a micro genre <laughs> of, of rock that comes <laughs> oh, out yeah, of australia is. yeah like Sorry? he kind of he kind of he kind of pioneered not really pioneered but ushered in like a little micro genre of like rock that sounds like tay impala out of australia specifically yeah, a lot of psych. like re- regional site psych, regional psychedelic rock that comes from i think it was called perth like the yeah. micro genre like yeah was he's just from like perth i know it. that yeah because yeah. like music coming from that region started to like take on that sound and mm-hmm. which is that's really impressive music music in australia right now like there's this giant underground uh like garage yeah it's incredible really happening, yeah and they're all coming over <laughs> underground garage over here playing like yeah. amo and the sniffers yeah all these people i've only i've only gotten peaks of it like from youtube algorithms yeah. and watching tame impala videos but like yeah i, I mean i love all, like what Australia has been putting out this decade, mm. always a very fun like Bandcamp dive. Yeah. yeah, I just go to like Courtney Barnett, who's another great uh, Australian rock artist, uh, left-handed like me, and um, <laughs> and I just go to her record label, Milk Records, yeah. and I just look at all the bands. Um, yeah. And yeah, it's always like a very good time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tame Impala is great. They are releasing a new album. Yes, soon. I've really liked the preview tracks. The, yeah, the um, first three singles that they dropped are yeah. really good. I think it's Borderline. Borderline. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, something that starts with it. Or it. it um, man, it sorry. might be time. It might be time. Yeah, that was yeah. the first single. I yeah. think. There was one other There's song one that, that came out two days this, ago. This, yeah, two days ago, and it sounds yeah. like it's called Posthumous Forgiveness, Posthumous forgiveness or Apology. Yeah, like the, it sounds very Halloweeny and like horror esque. It, like, it, so it uses like organs. So not to shit on it, but it does. If you listen to it, uh, there's like hints of Redbone in it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's like 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 there's motifs Ju- in there that are just from time. like mm-hmm. Redbone, and I'm like, <laughs> okay, that's fine. I like Redbone a lot, so uh, it's just something I noticed. But um, yeah, I think I, th- I also think Tim and Paul is like a good example of like this generation, this decade's like specific brand of like genreless rock kind of. Yeah. Kind yeah. of kind of brings in like. Like motifs from like hip hop, sam- like the sample samples from like Redbone, you know, soul samples here and there, and it's just like it. Do- it really yeah. does. That's a good observation. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, rock's interesting because it's like it's not really guitar based anymore. Yeah, which thank um, God. Yeah, I mean, 
Yeah. <laughs> rock has always been a genre, especially lately, that's so obsessed with its past mm-hmm. and, and trying to like recreate its glory days that like the strokes tried to do <laughs> that um that i think is finally starting to break honestly i think like vampire weekend was like huge for that because there are these you know like columbia educated kids who are using like the synth where you you're playing mm-hmm. the violin but on the piano exactly yeah, like it's and, made it's made yeah. this kind of music a lot more accessible to people who yeah. have maybe picked up the guitar or the bass and turned turned out that they were complete shit at it <laughs> and lacked the dexterity to ever continue and like improve or just yeah. genuinely hated their instructors and then decided to throw aside the instrument like you could pick up a, a keyboard for like 85 to 100 yeah. from a website or ebay and then now you could create a whole album and the current music like tam impala uh vampire weekend all of them they're proof of that it's made the music way more accessible mm-hmm. yeah speaking of um just buying a keyboard immunity by claro <laughs> Bedroom pop. Oh bedroom pop. Um, She's great. Like She's good. Label, like, yeah. 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 Executive or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I, I really liked it. I have beef with Claire because her PR lady never emailed me back, mm. and uh, I wanted to go to her go to her show. Out her, out her right now. Huh? Out her right now. Um, your name? I don't remember what her name was, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> drop the management company. Drop the PR email. I'm sorry, Claro, if you're listening. We'll never yeah. be invited to any concert yeah. again. Claro, I love the you. Na- the, na- the name of her first EP was Diary 01, right? Yeah. 01. I love that. I love that EP. It's really good. What's the song I'm thinking of? It might be on Immunity. Pretty Girl, but there's also one that was a single leading up to Immunity. What was it? Yeah. Maybe. Or Feel Something? No. Uh. Well, uh, I. is my song or something. It's uh, it might not be on. I didn't forever. like Immunity when I first listened like to Immunity. it, me but neither. then it grew on me. It's forever. I don't know if that's on oh, uh, that's Immunity. On. Forever, that's forever is really good. Yeah, um, but she kind of came out of nowhere. She I did. mean, really, she she like popped up with Pretty Girl like two years ago on on YouTube. She mm-hmm. made like that video. Yeah, it was yeah. like her like uh, Mac like, webcam. Yeah. Um, yeah. The thing about like yeah, like she's a rich kid. A lot of musicians and artists in general are rich kids. Mm-hmm. But I, I I don't think like that song did pop off like organically, you know. It did. Yeah, it was a good song. Yeah. Um, people really only found out after the fact. I don't think her dad was like paying for like YouTube views, <laughs> you like, know, like you know. And she uh, genuinely does just make mm-hmm. music in her room. She doesn't like she doesn't have like a yeah, team yeah. of nine people orchestrating her like sitting above her with lights in her room while she's making music. You know, like she's she's like a DIY artist. Yeah, yeah. and I think I think. Um, like a lot of the artists that we talk about, like we're like rich kids. Like Tim, uh, Kevin Parker is like yeah. a rich kid. Mm-hmm. Is Murphy is totally like a trust fund kid. Kevin Parker's passed. Uh, or you know, so and Claro, there's Claro, but like it's not being. We weren't forced to listen to like Pretty Girl or anything. Claro mm-hmm. did not make me do anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
The Claire algorithm did. Uh, there's no gunpoint. Claire's dad came and held the gun to my head. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you comment, I love this song so much. Please share. Um, but yeah, I think it, if it happens organically and like the talent has to be there, obviously, for like someone could be. We've seen there's videos of like rich kids making, you know, shitty music. But yeah. if it's shitty, it's shitty. Like if it's not good, it's not good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it just it depends on the talent is, is there. And yes, they have a more you know resources and yeah tools, yeah but. i was gonna say it's not necessarily about the merit of their art being compromised yeah. I, terrible sentence i just said <laughs> but um it's about like how unfair it is that they have access to like living this kind of life that other people don't yeah they get um, to kind of simulate the starving artist lifestyle exactly instead of yeah. actually living the starving artist yeah <laughs> life um someone put in, put in the music chat a while ago like how would you define bedroom pop yeah bedroom pop and yeah it's a really interesting question. Um, it's hard to define. It's 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 like it's it's in like a, it's like an amalgam of kind of drum machines that you find. Yeah, with I, like drum sounds that you find from like random sites from like old drum machines from the eighties and nineties, mm-hmm. and then like whatever you can like torrent the music you listen to, your taste, you know. I mean, <laughs> yeah. lo-fi. Lo-fi, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm I say this all the time. I'm so bad at describing genre and music, but I guess it's um. It's really just anything that you can theoretically make entirely on GarageBand yeah. with like a keyboard. Mm. I guess that's just bedroom pop. Yeah, um, yeah. And Claro is like the queen of, the, the I think queen what, of I think bedroom what really, pop. What really yeah. makes it stand out as bedroom pop is like the use of like stock sounds, though. Like you said, uh-huh. like GarageBand. Like you, yeah. you'd, you would use like the stock drum plugins that they have, mm-hmm. like the ones that just like sound like they came with the, like the program and nothing really added to it. Maybe throw some reverb on it, and then you have a song. Mm-hmm. Simple. And some of the melodies, I think, are definitely, they have this, like, whimsical kind of uh, quality yeah. to it, where, like... Especially, like, Gus Dapperton's music. Yeah, yeah. It's very, like, kind of uh, bubbly and buoyant. Yeah. Yeah, so I think that's also an element of it, for sure. Anyone could do bedroom pop, even you. <laughs> <laughs> it, it it all feels like a product of just, like, a lot of influence, like, a lot of influences, though, like, all these kids who grew up with, like, Napster. I was going to say, d- digital native yeah. generation, yeah. Mm-hmm. definitely. Let's do Lana Del Rey. Born to Die by Lana Del Rey. literally the soundtrack to like the like soft grunge girls on tumblr in like 2012 um it had a lot of good songs um summertime sadness Sadness, Mm. born to die um video games video games so good um i think she could honestly be like artist of the decade like i would say generation (laughs) yeah i mean definitely she um, has like a very unique sound no one else does it like lana no i mean it's I'm like she's definitely an artist. I'm I'm glad is around. I'm glad that she yeah. was able to get popular. Um, she definitely like came out of the gate with like a very, like galvanizing aesthetic. Like trying to like like do that whole like sepia tone. I'm from the 1950s, yeah. but not really kind of thing. Yeah. That I think really drew people to her initially. Sugar yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and yeah, I mean her last album a little too, too a little too recent, I guess, to put it on this list but like you know really i, I f- good. Really, good. really good i think it really surprised people too mm-hmm. um with how good it was she covered sublimes doing time which is uh, really yeah really good no i used to make fun of lana del rey 
I used to say that she was like if Urban Outfitters tried to create an indie <laughs> star. Yeah. Um, but honestly, she I was, shows I was up to the door. I was being like, I was being pretty unfair and kind of a dick. She's really good. So, <laughs> yeah, I think her like MIA could beat me up. Um, <laughs> MIA is so good. Dulipa. <laughs> Charlie XCX. <laughs> Charlie XCX oh, definitely. Charlie XCX would step on my head. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, I think Clara could beat everyone up, probably. Like probably. sleeper, like low key. Just um, comes in pieces snail mail was a hockey player. Are you serious? So she could definitely fuck oh, you up. Okay. Yeah. She'll fucking murder me. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And emotionally and physically. <laughs> uh, going down Purpose by Justin Bieber. see Justin Bieber I beat his ass dude that was uh, everyone on Facebook in 2011 um, <laughs> yo this album bro. came out on the day I was going to visit UMass Amherst so I sat in the car and didn't talk to anybody and just listened to this album on like the four hour drive it has Halsey on it that was a good song yeah I, I think this album came out didn't listen to it like that much I think 2014 this came out in 2015. 15. Yeah. I think 2014 was the year that Justin Bieber like fucked up a lot. I think it, like pee on something. Yeah, there was a lot of yeah. stuff coming out and about like, him. He peed in like a, a mop bucket. Oh, like yeah, a mop bucket. Yeah. yeah. That was 2015? <laughs> that was kind of funny. Wow. Um, Why the fuck did the media make such a big deal out of that? And um, Because he was a child star. He also got a DUI. Okay. He got a, because, because the DUI gave him shit for that. But peeing in a mop bucket? It was like a store bucket. It was like a pretty boy teen character. And I remember he was like running up the stairs, and there was a picture. He also had like a super soaker, I think. Yeah. And there was a there was a oh no 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 he was uh, he had um like a bottle of Windex that he was just like spraying oh, indiscriminately, and he was running up the stairs, and for some he reason. He dropped a hard R at a point. Did he not? Oh yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Julia was, was about to talk times. about that. That was like 2012, yeah. 2011. He did what? Oh DUI. Mm, yeah. No, well, besides the, the DUI, he, he racial epithets and jokes. Ooh. Yeah. 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 It was awkward. I won't. <laughs> but he wrote he he did he performed Baby so like. Were you a Justin Bieber girl or a One Direction girl? Uh, um, <laughs> I identify as a, a Bieber girl, <laughs> I guess. Are you a believer? I'm, a, I'm a believer. I'm a, I'm a believer. I'm a believer. I'm a believer. I was a closeted believer for a long time. And then eventually I was like, fuck y'all. He released Boyfriend and this shit slaps. Oh, yeah. Oh, and, yeah, me. once he got rid of the bowl cut, I was more unapologetic about my support of Justin mm -hmm. Bieber. And he released Mistletoe, which is mm. an instant Christmas classic. Definitely. You know those like edits of like people doing the Shmurda dance to like inappropriate songs? <laughs> yeah. I was thinking of making one to um that song like <laughs> Sleigh Bells Tingling, you know? Mm -hmm. That song? Just hear the sleigh bells I think, I think that would go well. No. <laughs> I honestly don't even know how to like make videos on Twitter. But, you know, I could Google that. But, like, uh, <laughs> this album, it had, listen to the songs on here. Listen to the fucking Love, you, Love Yourself is amazing. It's a really good song. He has yeah. What Do You Mean. Do you guys remember when that shit was everywhere? He has Sorry on here, which had, like, the most views on YouTube at one point, I'm pretty sure. Broke the record. Love Yourself. Company. No Pressure with Big Sean. He had Travis Scott on this shit. No sense. And then Travis Scott returned the favor and had him on Maria I'm Drunk. Let's not let's not sleep on that. 
Where are you now with Skrillex and Diplo? I think that was the collab we didn't think we needed. (laughs) Nobody asked for it, but we got it. Oh, 110 percent. They'll go to the islands. Shape of you has that kind of aesthetic to it. And then Drake did it too for like two albums. Oh no. Yeah, it shares oh. in the shape of water. He's like, yeah, like he's the fish. <laughs> all these songs kind of have like a dance hall pulse to them, and like yeah. really like islandy sounds, like the steel drum and stuff, like in a yeah, sorry, sorry, especially yeah. 2016. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. 2016. I don't know if that I don't know if that thing's still going on in pop music or not, but like that was definitely a thing. Maybe I don't know. The interesting thing about this decade is that there's so many like micro trends yeah. that sort of like exactly. were everywhere. Dolphin and f- punk. Dolphin punk fizzled out within like. A year or two. What's dolphin punk? Oh, it's basically. (laughs) (laughs) Dolphin punk is basically pre vaporwave. Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah, so like just, uh, you know, um, I can pull up literature on it for days, but uh, it's basically pre vaporwave. I'd read some literature. It's it's a Lisa Frank core, basically. Okay. Yeah, it looks like that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's what it looks like. That's what it feels I'd like. I'd imagine too. Lisa Frank looks like uh, Miss Frizzle from Magic School Bus. <laughs> and even, yeah. w- like, microtrends and trends that have so many different, like, it's just like a, it's like a, a, like, patchwork, like, the amount of scenes and decades and genres it pulls from some of the trends that exist today. Yeah, I mean, like, there was literally, like, a boom bat revival in, like, 2012, yeah, yeah, 2013. With, with Beast Coast and Joey yeah. Badass. Sorry, uh, boom bap's, like, 90s rap with, like, very, yeah. like, old school traditional yeah. like, drums and stuff. Sorry. People may not know that. Um, it's called dolphin. Sea uh, punk. I'm sorry, I got it wrong. Dolphin looks chill. I remember that. I called it dolphin. It was like an punk. Blog Where were you when you found out that dolphins aren't actually smiling all the time? That's just how their face looks. Uh, so they I might be the miserable. Pre- I was today. Uh, today years old. <laughs> today years old. Pufferfish. Really? Ah really? oh, shit, man. They also um, have sex for pleasure, which they most do. animals don't. Dolphins be they fucking. They have a distinct yeah. language. Oh yeah, right? they they speak language too. Yeah, they which speak is, like a like a like, like a fluent language. Like they got too much going on. Yeah, fuck fuck Sea World. <laughs> let, let them thrive. That ass close close all the Sea Worlds. Okay, the next album came out on January first, two thousand ten. It is the best album. Animal by Kesha. this week specifically preparing for this and i forgot how incredible this album was like um your love like is my drug old, like screaming along to these songs that like i didn't understand like oh and Ooh. then you like look back at them and you're like what did, did you know did you know what a bottle of jack was at yes that time? oh okay <laughs> when i first Brush heard my th- teeth with the bottle of jack yeah. iconic um Wow, all the songs on this album bangers. Like when I first got, I'm I'm from Cameroon, right? So, mm-hmm. 2010 was my was officially my first year being in the U.S. Oh, and you heard and TikTok. I remember vividly <laughs> dancing yeah. to TikTok with my newly acquainted American friend, which was a neighbor, and just a that? lot of just a mosaic of a lot of American music and TikTok being one of the biggest ones in 
fucking Fred Figglehorn being a thing at the same time and Whoa. some and just like you remember remember when like a lot of YouTubers like their whole page and her whole stick was parody videos? Hit a Nickelodeon That's all show. I would watch. And this and this album inspired a, like your love is my drug, TikTok, take it off, kiss and tell, blah blah blah. Backstabber? Are you kidding me? Party at a rich dude's house. Julia, I remember you telling me a story about one of the first songs you really liked when you moved to America was, um, fuck, what's that song called? The Teo Cruz song? Yes, Dynamite. Bro, <laughs> my cousin loved that song and still loves it. My cousin actually reminds me of Teo Cruz and like his appearance. And that song, many a times we'd be, I remember the first time I heard that song, I was on my way to Dave and Buster's. Like just on a whim, he came home and was like, yo, let's go to Dave and Buster's. And that song was played the whole ride there. And it holds a very close near and dear plays in my heart were you wearing all your favorite brands 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 bro if i even knew what brands they were i was wearing whatever i arrived with and then the like jacket my cousin gave me mm-hmm. but basically you know remember that sorry i have a fun story about hand-me-downs remember that uh brand fubu yes so my mom had a friend they're they're a black family right mm. um and i had a lot of hand-me-downs from their kids and i at one point i had like a fubu baseball jersey yo that, that sounds I would hard wear. as fuck and that like, sounds hard as when fuck I, <laughs> when i stopped wearing it <laughs> like five years later when i like found out what fubu was i was like oh f- what <laughs> i was just wearing this for us by us yeah <laughs> Thanks a lot. The most pale white kid on the planet. <laughs> wow. I didn't even know Fubu stood for that until Solange yeah. said it. It was like clothes, like, yeah, specifically for, for like, us, by us. Like affordable, like, streetwear for, like, yeah. black, black people. people. But then I remember I black kids it. also <laughs> making fun of other black kids when I first got here for wearing Fubu. And it. it was the one. Damn, yo. It was Nike, you know? Mm hmm. You see what happens when we infight? Fucking hell. Next uh, album. Honestly, it was kind of, it was kind of hard. It was like purple and yellow. It was super yeah. tough, bro. Yeah. Yeah. They tried to bring Fubu back. It didn't work. We should uh we should hit up Lay. Found out. We can go for on Grailed. Yeah. Okay, the next album. Anti by Rihanna. Speaking of people, speaking of people who could beat my ass, Rihanna? she Rihanna, could. Yeah, I would let her. She could. Me. Like, yo, I wouldn't even put up a fight. She could punch <laughs> my. She could punch my firstborn child in the face. And you're like, thank you. Like, I watched me and my oh my god, watched, um, the Fenty fashion show last week oh, yeah. at like three o'clock in the morning. <sighs> it was. I started crying. Like, I actually cried, but like, it was so. It was so good, and that's why Victoria's Secret fashion show is canceled. She knows how to do everything. She can. There's literally not one thing she can't do. I can't believe Rihanna wrote same old mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was the first time I didn't counter that song on that album. I didn't know it was... Was it Tame Impala that yeah, wrote it, it originally? I didn't know it was Tame Impala who did that song because she just sang it and I was like, yeah. I yes. wonder how much that helped Tame Impala like, blow up. True. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. And also work. Talking about the island wave of like sounds and influences. Work. Yeah. yeah. Was the biggest song off that album besides um, "Needed Me," 
same old mistakes, love on the brain, higher, sex with me too, bro, I can't even imagine, whoa, all right, back to the song, album, <laughs> but yeah, work was one of the biggest songs on the album, and it also added fuel to the fire of the whole Rihanna, Drake, like, romance that everybody had been waiting for since they released What's My Name in, like, what, 20, 2009 or something, or whenever it was, and the whole album was incredible the visuals that came along with it and she was also starting this was after the whole um once they found out one of her managers was like fucking her over and like screwing with her money she released anti and she's just been on a hot streak ever since i haven't seen her make a misstep she hasn't fucked up in any way shape or form that's she notable sued her dad for using his last name uh what she sued Hold her dad on. for using Fenty for something. Power, she, power like, move. It. Yo, <laughs> power move. <laughs> that is the biggest middle finger to patriarchy like, I've ever heard. Him, I, I'm not too sure. I love her more now. I love her more for that. She's like, yo, you gave me this, but fuck that. Born This Way by Lady Gaga. God makes no mistakes. Damn. Y'all keep leaving me hanging. You're going to finish these fucking lyrics. See, I'll know the next line. Lady Gaga is also, like, doing a lot of things, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's, in another, she's, like, directing, not directing, she's, like, in another movie now. Yeah, shout out to her. She was, she, I, she just released a it's easy to forget how, like, massive she was in the early 2010s. All her and her little monsters. Yeah. <laughs> the meat dance. dress. That was, like, what, 2008? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, like, born, yeah, born this way. That's um, Really... Like really, yeah, like really interesting pop star, kind of like this uh, generation's Madonna. Yes. Sort of. Yeah, very like yes. Art pop. Yeah. Yes. I read something the other day. It was like, A R T P O P. It was so weird, but like it was so her, and like everyone like kind of forgot about it. Like. Judas. Yeah, really good album. I'm really happy that she had like a career renaissance. She sort of looked like she was falling off for a while, but then his remarriage is like this really really good actor. Like. No one um, like a, like a Star is Born, really, very good movie, very interesting movie. I guess we could talk about that because it's about music. Mm-hmm. But the thing that was so interesting about that movie was that it was following like this band as they blew up, right? But it never looked at it like abstractly, like from like the movie stayed within their perspective the entire time. It never like cut to like, you know, like a news broadcast, you know, mm-hmm. like, you know, like yeah. um, this band's getting big. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. It, it didn't really look at anything like abstractly it was just all within their point of view yes lady gaga did the soundtrack it was amazing um and now i think she's sort of uh also like a very underrated like very good super bowl performance very much so all the memes of her yes she she came down like a spider y'all remember the memes yeah yeah Good thing I remember like, speaking to like an older couple that saw her when she was um performing with was it Elton John? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's Elton like she probably. like she's also just like a phenomenal, like traditional, like kind of like singer performer too, on top of that too. Speaking of like traditional too, like she does the avant garde kind of turn turn the bucket on its head mm-hmm. thing within the within the like choreographed dance like pop format. Which yeah. is really impressive. Oh my god, the Met Gala? She had like a performance, like to, like to um show her like 
four outfits. Like she just kept like taking clothes off as she walked. Was she the one? Way. Was she the one who wore like the meat the meat dress? Yeah, she wore yes. the meat dress, yeah. and she also she also arrived to some concert or red carpet in an egg. On yeah. the shoulders of like four burly half naked men and wearing like BDSM straps and stuff. She's very good for like the drag scene and like bridging okay, that gap. Icons. Yeah, somebody, yeah. I wish there was somebody here who could really talk to speak to that. Yeah, I w- her impact, her impact on the LGBTQ community, mm-hmm. because none of us here could like, I don't think at least could personally speak to that mm-hmm. and her effect on it, and none of us I don't think have tracked it, but. It goes without saying that she's been a very big, uh, big force and just a very strong advocate for the community and inclusiveness. Born This Way was an anthem to a generation. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a perspective I will, I don't, like, I wish I could capture that lightning in a bottle and could even just watch and see how that affected the, the generation of children who were part of the LGBTQA plus community during that time when Beyonce, she's still on my mind, when Lady Gaga was blowing up. I only say Beyonce because she did a song called Telephone with her, which is on a different album. Mm-hmm. But Born This Way was a very strong, like, stepping stone for Gaga. And ever since she's dropped, not necessarily, yeah, I could say she's, like, dropped the whole, like, shock value, be weird to be weird, or, like, over-the-top, like, ostentatious showmanship. And it's just now an amazing artist like her art speaks for herself more so than her her performance or like her appearance has to and for that we thank you thank you for your service lady thank you for your service it sounded like you were inducting her into the hall of fame like the rock and roll hall of fame (laughs) welcome to the hall of fame lady gaga let's do j cole so 2014 forest hills drive by j cole I ain't never been obsessed before. She wrote a note that said you ever had sex before. Damn. And I ain't never did this before, no. 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 think about like how bad that like whoever the person who like started the meme like the j cole you have to be smart to listen to j cole yeah thing not the recent the person who started the meme but the person who originally made like the cringy post that spurred the meme because that that man almost like tanked the guy's career just by making one cringy post I feel like I would feel like shit if I were him. But J. Cole, he's definitely made a resurgence. But I mean, yeah. before all this happened, there was 2014 Fort Sills Drive. So, But J. Cole, I, I really like the album. I personally just can't, I can't really get into his like work just honestly because of like, like that the fan base and because mm-hmm. of like that whole, that whole meme where it's like, it, it's, it's like this Russ type of mentality. Like, pers- <laughs> yeah. pers- pers- you know, I'm like Russ. Fuck Russ, you know, it, like the the way the, like the whole like J Cole ethos of that. Okay, like I am more intelligent and and yeah. am, am speaking to tr- like Con- conscious about speak, speaking speaking yeah. about things that you drugged up hoes can't even like even <laughs> like can't even fathom. So I'm better than you guys. But like now he doesn't really have that no. that whole that whole um like head ass kind of act not act but like thing underlining his music, which is cool. And I think mostly I, he's a 
I think of him as like a really good student of hip hop and student mm. of rap music rather than like a good rapper, if that makes <laughs> sense. Because he's a really like he, he he makes really good songs and he makes good beats, but mm-hmm. like I don't I'm not blown away by his lyricism or anything. So ahead of my time, even when I think about the past, I'll be reminiscing. That's J. Cole. Mm. That's motherfucking Jermaine mm. Cole right there. Jermaine? Like Jermaine is his full name. He has good lines. I'm not he's, sure. he's like He's one of the more grounded rappers, I feel like. That's the main appeal with him is that he's so grounded. Exactly, like Wet Dreams, like... You kind of have could, to gig deep like, could, to be can like you, that. Can you there. imagine like any other rapper writing a song about like the first time they like jacked yeah, off? I could I couldn't <laughs> imagine. Yeah. Like, most of them are too busy like flexing about like how yeah. like they fucked when they were twelve like in mm-hmm. a fucking three way or something. Like it's like that kind of vibe. Meanwhile, he's like giving like the most like like very like scared kind of like vibe to it too. So like he's like he's just very good at like coming off as just sincere, even though sometimes he uh. Like, I don't know, there's, like, a balance between, like, flexing and, like, just, um, going, just going too hard on, like, the whole, like, um, kind of, like, um, self-effacing kind of shit, yeah. But he, he, I think he needs to flex some more, he, like, he, you're so rich, but you still dress like you fucking just woke up, my guy. Like, please stop. North Carolina, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. My friend lives in Raleigh, she said she, like, sees him around sometimes. Oh, That's shit. hard. That's there. dope. Yeah. That's yeah. dope. He still, like, chills in his actual, like, regular neighborhood, yeah. yeah. Which is also yeah i think vince staples does that too in long beach i think he just walks around yeah yeah vince staples literally yeah. like still lives in his home in lbc he just doesn't like talking about the fact he's from long beach because then people assume like oh shit he a gangbanger he doesn't even like affiliate with that he just knows gangbangers mm-hmm. he's another one of those like kind of even like might take himself too seriously similar to j cole because he i was watching an interview by him of of him by the fader uh, earlier today and he was talking about how he doesn't even do music for fun he says he has to f- be feeling something intensely to get yeah. in the studio it's not like it's not a hobby or pastime for him it's like mm-hmm. I need to talk about something heavy trauma related you know related to my past related to my neighborhood the problems facing me and my community it's not even art for him it's more so like well it is art obviously but like it's more so a, a job that he clocks into rather than something that he views as some like yeah I remember like, um, Biggie said that too yeah that like he's not like necessarily passionate about rapping like he mm-hmm. wasn't born wanting to make music or anything like that yeah. it was just something that he happened to be very good at naturally and everything just kind of flowed from there so it's like really interesting to see that yeah, yeah. causers of this by toro e Moi. Fucking lecture. I mean, I don't really have a lecture to give for this album, other than the fact that like it just was the like the Chill Wave album of 2010, and Chill Wave is another one of those like micro 2010s micro genre type thing. Born on the Born on Blogs. It was just like this, this uh like kind of really heavily 80s influenced pop that like also was really inspired by like Jay Dilla and hip hop and like sample heavy music like that. So like. 
it ends up with this kind of hypnagogic like dream state sounding like pop music that is really choppy mm-hmm. and like kind of sounds like a like a transmission mm-hmm. like gone wrong with like all this distortion and like mm. kind of like modulation effects kind of to make it sound futuristic yeah so this basically like this album was written by Tori Ma in his college days where he, all he had access to was like his laptop and like a midi keyboard so he's basically just like sampling all these old songs and making and and using all these old synths to create this like dream pop kind of chill wave sound yeah he reminds me a lot of thundercat yeah. um who's definitely a little more less um diy than uh touring ma because mm-hmm. he's such an incredible uh m- music musical talent yeah. with bass playing was drunk on here this list i don't think so it was uh could have easily been on here but um yeah i mean tori Mawa, he's such like a consistently like good talent yeah i don't know not really much else to say to and did a very good job check out tori Mawa if you haven't yeah if you if you haven't you will yeah. like his music it's very uh very good for like putting on in the background while you're like studying or reading yeah. when that's, that's, that, that's like the chill wave sound it's like something yeah you're just gonna like leave in the background like it's, it's like peripheral you kind of just and it's hard to like well, at least for me it's hard to do that music with lyrics in it mm-hmm. and but tour is definitely one of the few yeah that that whole, that's another thing i forgot the, the washed out vocal effects yeah, that, yeah that's like very very emblematic of the of the chill wave genre like that that whole like you can barely understand what they're saying but you can kind of feel the despondency and nostalgia in the lyrics and it's like very wistful sounding mm-hmm. that whole sound comes from them because it was like the product of that that whole genre was like basically like just a bunch of bored summers in between semesters where you're working like part-time jobs and you're just kind of at a standstill in life and like that that the genre kind of just is that how you experienced the album not me personally because i was in high school but that's the products of like an indian who released psychic chasms and causes of this that like they were both in college mm-hmm. at the time just like making music on their laptops and like there's a song on neon indian's album called deadbeat summer mm-hmm. and it's just like the, all of it sounds exactly like that <laughs> all right that's where you want oh okay flower boy by tyler the creator So this is, I think, I got pulled over once while I was listening to this song. (laughs) That's true. I was going 90 and a 50. Thanks, Tyler. That's why Deanna wants to wrap it up. She has trauma (laughs) with this album. Um, okay, sorry. Getting pulled over by upstate cops. Yeah, I was in Connecticut. <laughs> oh, Connecticut cops, even worse. What ha- what happens in Connecticut? Um, nothing. nothing. No. I was working at the mall at the time, which is like 15 minutes away. Okay. Um, it was like one o'clock in the morning. I wanted to go home. I had to be back in like five hours. So. Imagine saying like, "Yeah, I'm from Connecticut." Oh, you get the closing shift and then the opening shift. Oh. <laughs> um, I That's think. That's why Forever Twenty is going bankrupt. <laughs> I <laughs> I think um as far as like narratives around the release of an album I think Flower Boy probably is the most interesting. Yeah. Because Tyler the Creator like obviously he um 
he sort of blew up with this like rowdy skater teen rap a lot of like ironic like misogyny and, and really just like dark yeah. shit where you, you listen to it now you're like oh fuck how did i listen to this yeah. ever or just like edgy shit people who listen to Tyler the Creator in high school <laughs> yeah like and you know he was very i think he sort of stayed relevant because of the strength of his personality like very yeah. outwardly uh eccentric and and like a, a really good fan of music mm-hmm. really I good you, i think you said this too naturally offbeat just like yeah he's one of those people you know he doesn't do drugs or anything like yeah. that he's just naturally weird which is always refreshing to see there's so it many is. people who try to be weird but he's just naturally like a weirdo kind of like how like wu-tang clan one of the things I really appreciate about Wu-Tang Clan is that, like, they were weird before it was, like, cool Yeah, a lot of them were, like, science geeks. Rizzo, Rizzo, like, teaches science classes, right? Yeah, they're <laughs> in the science, you know, kung, kung fu movies, obviously. Yeah. Um, but they were still, like, you know, like, street. Like, mm-hmm. they're just a very unique group for their time. But anyway, yeah, Tyler um, was sort of on the verge of becoming, like, a joke yeah. or, or someone that people, like we're gonna start the claim that they never actually liked in the first place and he knew that um if you listen to his dissect podcast which is a, a brilliant podcast i'm sure Cole a lot Kushner, of shout out that. shout out there's a clip that he's doing uh an interview from dissect where he's like i knew that if this album wasn't perfect i was fucked yeah because he flower this boy, was yeah. yeah flower boy i think i've said this before flower boy was tyler the creator's my beautiful dark twisted fantasy mm-hmm. because he had just come off the heels of cherry bomb which was if i'm not mistaken a critical like fail it was his worst reviewed album that was one of his worst albums critically like just shat on that smuckers the thing is like i remember listening to cherry bomb and being like after the reviews Mm -hmm. had come out and being like is this really that bad i think it's pretty interesting like you could you could hear the seeds of like flower boy exactly he even quotes it i think cherry bomb might have just come out at the wrong time and because yeah, each definitely. song sounded like it belonged to a completely different album or genre altogether, yeah, yeah. and then it was put together in almost like a hodgepodge playlist, yeah. it wasn't well received. Like, it wasn't cohesive, but the songs in isolation, if they were in the right context, they would have done well. And he had, I think he had also just been fucking banned from Australia. Yeah. Or from Europe, yeah. which was recently <laughs> lifted. He, he was banned from like two wait, countries at one point. He was canceled before cancel culture was a thing. He was yeah. banned from the. U- I know he was banned from the UK, and, and he only went back recently. Australia banned from a whole continent. Yeah, because of like what he was, what uh, his music featured, they considered hate speech, and like they did not condone it to the point where he wasn't allowed in the country. So he was really at like his wits end and needed Bro, something to it. catch fire. <laughs> so when Flower Boy came out, and it also saw him like manifest or at least start to open up more about his sexuality in terms of like his orientation or like what he yeah. likes. Mind you, he still hasn't straight up come out and said, I like guys or I like this or I like that. But there's enough like given in the yeah, music. And that just reminds me of the Lil Nas X tweet yeah. after like he came out as a he's gay like, and he's I'm like, gay. He's like, just because I'm Cause gay doesn't mean gay. I'm not straight. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's what that was his come out tweet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which is like so and fucking I think, funny. I think, I think that was like, interesting because. How does Lil Nas X make money? He's and he's like, how does make song about horse? Money. Tyler Tyler's coming out, quote unquote, was interesting. Interestingly placed to or timed, mm-hmm. because it kind of was like a good precursor to, precursor to Flower Boy in the sense that people were kind of starting to reevaluate Tyler. Yeah. Like, because they learned more about his sexuality. Yeah, definitely. A lot yeah. of people can't help but see him differently because of his sexuality now and stop listening to his music or like then began looking into his music for more context clues and pe- yeah they're like how come we didn't see it this whole time yeah. because he had made mm-hmm. s- like pretty aggressively homophobic and transphobic yeah. right. lyrics yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, like he'd made these brought, statements before. And him coming out kind of brought us, brought him to the forefront of our consciousness again, just like evaluating him as a person, his past, his entire career, mm-hmm. so that he could just drop Flower Boy and, and then us be like, okay, wait, he's really revolutionizing his sound and his maturity. It was his, gorgeous. His, his whole, his whole yeah, maturity and journey into adulthood coming of age just was happening at that time and I, it just happened when Flower Boy came out I think the first podcast we did in the semester I, I said this and we talked about Flower Boy a lot yeah, yeah, we, yeah, yeah. we talked we about did. How, um, how interesting his maturity his, like, I, I, th- I would watch was, like a movie about just the making of that album he has and, an and Instagram every, account dedicated yeah, to it if you scroll yeah, right. all the way down that's basically the yeah, quote unquote movie yeah and you told me like he, he it was private until yeah it was private until the album came out then he unlocked it the Cherry Bomb movie was dope yeah, and I liked it. I mentioned this in that podcast too, but there's a movie about the Beach Boys called Love and Mercy, mm-hmm. which is just about the making of Pet Sounds as Brian Wilson was sort of starting to become schizophrenic and and everything. And and I I I, I, I kind of wish there were more like biopicy movies, uh, not about the person's life that's just trying to do way too mm-hmm. much, but about a specific point in an artist's life. I, mm-hmm. I really... J. Cole did that with um, the Revenge of the Dreamers album where they yeah, had the, cute, like, the short little documentary, but, but that as, was like but 30 as, minutes As long. far as like a feature film, like, yeah, a I, feature I really wish there were more more movies like that. And uh, if I ever got the chance, I would definitely like to write the flower. That movie. would yeah. require <laughs> the artist to not only think the album is important enough for them to document it, but to have the, belie- the belief and like faith in it to be critically successful enough where a movie would still pull Mm-hmm. revenue and the label also has to agree with like all right That's this true. is going to be incredible enough for you to do a whole movie around it mm-hmm. the closest i've seen somebody do that is beyonce with homecoming mm-hmm. and w- she sold that to netflix the rights to that rights for that to netflix for like 17 million or something like that and every time they use it it's like money in her pocket yeah i guess the good thing is that tyler Crater is like, a, like he's like a film buff um, yeah and he also maybe does more clothing and yeah. shoes he he scrapped his whole thing with Vans because if you remember like early Tyler the Wait, Creator no. fans, Tyler, oh, like remember early Tyler the Creator fans and like even him, he wore Vans a fuck ton yep, and so yep, did yep. his fans yeah. and that was their whole shtick and then he dropped them because Vans wasn't giving him enough creative uh, freedom and he has his uh, na- a new line Lafleur with um, Converse and sure. it's dope. It's cool. It's dope yeah, his vice on the show, Nuts and Bolts, really True. good it's kind of no. like a like he's a, got his hand in a lot of different places it's kind of like how it's made i guess how you, uh, how you mentioned how he didn't actually come out formally mm-hmm. I, I kind of that kind of speaks to, to like his whole career like he he never actually formally rebranded himself to have a rebrand yeah like he just, he just did just it just turned like 90 degrees and just yeah he doesn't really ask like, for permission yeah. <laughs> speaking of a like classically uh incredible singers who are like sort of a relic from the past. 21 by Adele. But at the same time, doesn't sound outdated or anything like that. Like that's not what I'm saying. Um, just a very classical, very 
talent who just writes ballads. Yeah. You know. Memories yeah. I have associated with this song is like riding the bus to school in the morning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Adult blasting while it's like gloomy out still. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she she Australian or English? British. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Oh, really? Wait, really? Is, is Stormzy? Stormzy I thought she was. Right? I thought she was married. Is Stormzy okay. like a grime rapper? Yeah, he's yeah. Grime. Grime episode coming soon, by the way. Hell yeah! Yeah, yeah. Before we I'm hop off about of uh, Adele's album Twenty One, though, the songs that were on it, just to refresh your memory, "Rolling in the Deep," yeah. "Rumor Has It," which was in the show Degrassi, if I'm not mistaken, or was that Pretty Little Liars? It was. I think it was Pretty Little Liars. No, I'm just looking around. <laughs> Turning tables, set fire to the rain. All these melodies love songs. Someone like you. Don't you remember someone like you never all, all shutting off and playing in every grocery store and oh, every yeah. it's, it's, retail it's, it's, place it's you went? It's pretty impressive how many albums, how many singles off that album had like so much airtime. Yeah, you, ne- you never wild. see that anymore. Yeah, it's wild. You it's never wild. see that anymore. Like, never. like, yeah. It's usually just a single or like one song off an album. 2011. Yeah. Yeah, oh, oh yeah. The school bus yeah. in the morning. Still and with this album, I think it was another one of those <laughs> where every now and then, at least I think, there's an album that comes out and when it does, it inspires like either a generation or at least enough fans to pick up an instrument yeah. because of how well the instrument is played or how approachable it's approachably it seems to be played on the album. This album is one of them because I can imagine a little girl hearing this for the first time at the age of like 10 or 11 and being like, mom, I want piano lessons. Or voice lessons. Mom, I want yeah. voice yeah. lessons. Yeah. Because they belt the song in the in the shower, in the room, in the car, or they just listen to it and they're like, nah, just just because of rolling in the deep, I want to play piano or okay, someone like you. Opinion. Spit it. Adele kind of makes music for theater kids. Yes, she does. I mean, yeah. I mean, in the sense that she's I was like classically trained and like is really me? classically briefly informed. It's <laughs> just it should explain a lot at least. I, I did theater for two years. Oh, it was two yeah. years. Oh, that's not brief. That's, not brief. that's a ex- commitment. It explains your extra. That's half a high school. I did. I, I played seaweed and hairspray, and then Ooh. I played. I mean, you. You weren't even stage. Nah, bro. I was front and center, I mean, motherfucker. It makes Come a lot of now. sense. Ju- Julio's like the most charismatic yeah, person on the planet. Yeah. So you could definitely be an actor. Thank um, you. I would. <laughs> yo, if that door opens itself, I'm walking. I'm he, he'll, running through when it. We're, when we're just going to Starbucks sometimes, you just break out into improv. And just start like literally just act, taking Shit, on the personality of an right. Oh, that's man. true. He's oh, right. fuck. <laughs> he's <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, I need a spinoff podcast. <laughs> look, look out for start, Julio. Start doing. Start taking active at lessons. the Oscars. Twenty uh, forty. Hosier by Hosier. That's all I know. Oh, he's is he? I I go with Hosier, but Hosier sounds like Hosier. Hosier sounds right, but Hosier, yeah. Yeah. Hosier sounds so American, though. (laughs) Really? It sounds like some American folk. Gone to one of his concerts. It's literally all lesbians. Really? I only heard that one song, and so I'm not qualified to. Yeah, I can't talk. He he makes really good music. 
My sister and I are huge fans of Hosier. Didn't he just come out with? Oh no, like a song, an album. He 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 came out with Wasteland, uh, Wasteland, Wasteland Baby, Baby this year. But like no, like a couple weeks ago he came out with that. Jack Boot Jump, yeah. Jack Boot Jump. That was a great song. I like the memes that are like he comes out of the woods like every couple of years to drop an album. Basically, <laughs> I picture him as just delivering. He kind of looks like, like a Tarzan like figure, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and his look is just toe and speak. I picture He's him Irish? as just living in the Norwegian woods somewhere. Just like that is it basic <laughs> the album cover almost looks like he was in the Norwegian woods. <laughs> his breakout song Take Me to Church was yeah. very well received and then the video came out and the story behind it was even more beautiful than his singing, I would argue. And do you guys remember what the video was? It was uh, basically yes. like yeah, yeah. Uh, forbidden love. It was between two guys. Oh, yeah. And then Wait, they is, are is he, is basically he, like, is he gay? I, I don't know if Hozier is gay or no, not, but I'm looking at pictures of him right now. He's good, gorgeous man. I'm not he is a gorgeous man. Like six five, goddamn. He's six five. I think so. Wow, I know. I have an Beautiful. opinion that um, when guys choose to grow out their hair, they take better care of it than a lot of women do. That's just fact. I guess. Look yeah. at them. Actually, I don't know, man. I've no, seen. I've. Seen. <laughs> I've seen guys with shitty hair, but the ones that like really grow their hair out and care for it, bro, they've got like a cabinet full of different products. They don't use the three-in-one body I mean, wash, shampoo, conditioner. Definitely does that. Does that? But uh, I don't know, man. That middle school look, like that's not. They're not taking care of their hair. The Mountain Dew. Nah, I'm and talking shorts. about men, not boys, not yeah. boys. No, they don't. There's a very some of them go to gym class and then just continue the rest of their day. They don't change. And then, and, then, <laughs> and, then they, and then some some fuck invented the term metrosexual for guys that take care of themselves. Yeah, yeah. why the yeah, fuck? Because it has to mean what I don't fuck? like girls a little bit. Very early 2000s. It's just so gross. I'm glad that I'm, I'm a little scared of pussy because I take care of myself. Like, <laughs> <laughs> But this album Bro, is pause, incredible. Dude. Hosier is a beautiful man. Take Me to Church is the breakout single from it. Angel of Small Death in the Codeine scene Cherry is very wine. beautiful. Cherry, Cherry Wine, wine. is so good. beautiful. I personally started playing guitar in 2014. And his out this album is one that i sought to like learn a lot of the songs on i learned how to play take me to church that was the one one yeah. of the first songs i learned and then cherry wine work song is really really good from eden is a song i can play backwards in my sleep because i listen to it so much and and jackie and wilson is also a really great song and He's got a lot of blues influences, like bluegrass, yeah. uh, bluegrass blues influences in his music, and same in his um his singing. He's he's a crooner, but not in the way that I say, like say a John Legend is, mm -hmm. yeah. where he has like intentional voice cracks in his singing, mm -hmm. but it sounds good. Like he doesn't sound clean cut and polished, mm -hmm. and I think it adds to his overall charm. And he's also yeah. a very like cool also, person from what like I've that, seen in the videos. Like folk flavor kind yeah he's yeah, definitely like a, got a folk. like bon Iver, like something yeah. like that there we go That's I, I like a good crooner you know i yeah. love i love joji yeah. um i right. don't know we should have like put it. one of his on, on there because you know like it, it's, yeah. it's, it's it's really pure vocal expression it, like, it's, it's yeah and, and like people call it mumbling yeah. i also wrote about this but like yeah. you don't not everyone has to sing like they're in an opera you know exactly yeah <laughs> like it's good. It's just another tool you can use. Um, people forget. People forget one thing about. People forget one thing about singing is like the enunciation doesn't have to be perfect. Like it's always like, like that's why Kid Cudi's hums are so emotional. It's there's no words. It's like it's literally just pure vocal expression. It's like Neanderthal. Yeah, it's it's like Badlands by Halsey.
Jesus. I think she, I think she, she, she democratized the indie voice. I like high days, your phone's ringing. Your phone's ringing. I like Halsey too. No, I like Halsey. I released two songs today, actually. I actually am in the middle. I don't hate her or love her. I kind of I like her. I like Halsey. This was her first album, Badlands. She does like she says. Oh my god, what am I trying to say? She said before like she can't just like put together songs on an album. Like they all have to be like tied to a story. Like yeah. Badlands was like a concept album. I love a good concept album world basically like the bad lands and like all the music videos are her like in this like place and then like escaping and then being in a new world and like you could hear it like clearly like, if you listen like in order down the album like the songs are clearly telling like a story um i didn't know that was the concept behind it it's pretty cool yeah it's actually it was really cool when like to see i was like watching her do this stuff like in like the time she was doing it and like i saw her at Madison Square Garden. She's like very like, That was going to be my next question if you've seen her live. Uh, three or four times. <laughs> <laughs> we got a little bit of a fan a in fan the house. Fan alert. I stand. Stand alert. Um, I, I stand before she was Halsey. No, I'm <laughs> and she's like very extra with everything she does because she wants it to be like perfect. Like I saw her at Madison I love Square that. Garden. Yeah. And she came out and sang her first song and then was starting the second one and she had like sound difficulties and she was like fuck this like i'm not letting my first sold out show at madison square garden like go bad and she walked off stage and started over again like big from the dick first energy song, like, are you kidding me show. are you shitting me that's why i hate when like a kid's like like metalheads or something will like shit on pop music for being too simple or like like a lot of these pop, pop stars are so good. meticulous like, yeah i know like the people like oh it's, it's only four chords like we're recording a podcast right now right now we just had technical difficulties what more of a production in madison square fucking yeah. garden like come on and they think it's easy to to like throw to like pop out a Beyonce song Beyonce song like just because it's like four chords and a simple melody doesn't mean it was easy to to write mm-hmm. or it's easy hard. to produce. It's hard, it's yeah, it's hard. <laughs> especially if you're consciously trying to make a song for a popular audience. Exactly. That that makes it even harder. Yeah. And you're not standing in one spot. You will have to perform and be charismatic and interact like with the crowd. Like I'm sorry, Jared. I know you can play your metal bass you very impressive at night. Yeah, you can tap. It only requires me to stand here and just keep my movement in my arms. Hope your audience of hope your audience of four of the local pizza place get tonight gets riled up about your your math rock playing. This album had some of her best songs, in my opinion. List I'm going to listen to it because I haven't listened to it yet. Wrong with that. Holiday was my favorite. Colors was good. Everybody makes fun of that song. It's <laughs> the one that's like, you were red, you liked me because you were blue. Oh, my goodness. Yes, yes. Oh, my yeah. goodness. Um, one damn. fish, two Sorry. <laughs> cars. <laughs> it was a good song. Um, let's see. What else? Hold Me Down. Haunting. Control. I like Everybody Haunting. Yeah. Oh. I like Haunting. Rain in July slash A History of Bad Decisions by Neck Deep.
gonna say we're we're we're, we're, we're neck deep in this. Now. Wow. We're neck deep in albums. Right now. Drop in a crowd cheering uh, sound. I'll, I'll just I'll come laughing. Yeah. <laughs> I relinquish my powers as co-music editor. <laughs> anybody else can ride into the Stony Brook you know, Press and take deep, my but position. I had a neck deep T-shirt in my closet for like years. Which one? I don't know. It was like it was the red. It was it was red and it had um, I think it was graphics from their album i don't even know what it was but it was just a bunch of like it was like collage graphics on red and it said neck deep at the bottom and like a flag banner oh i know what you yeah this album okay i was like kind of emo in high school i won't lie i had like a big like pop punk phase and this was like a staple album for the emos what am i even saying um <laughs> what did you expect good song it's a good album like i have no no complaints about it like i still listen to it sometimes Oh, this album doesn't have December. That's the next one, which is like a sad song. Mm-hmm. But are they like the story so far? Kinda. Um, kind of, uh, but like, so. yeah, I would say so. Um, the story so far is interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I used to like them a lot. Yeah, I wanted to put a story so far album on here, but I was booed. So. <laughs> Um, but emo, what, emo what, had like a had like a had like a time in the, the 2010s. They yeah, like, that's, that's, that was yeah. my question. Like, what happened to what was emo between 2010 and now? What happened? Yeah, the, the Wonder it? Years yeah. uh, were oh, a band, brand new. But they're do you mean with the literal Wonder Years that a band? No, that's band. <laughs> the band. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> but also the Wonder they were huge years, yeah. with pop punk kids. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I kind of like I was unfair to pop punk for a while because yeah. all the pop punk kids in high school were like straight edge yeah. kind of kids, and um, they all just thought I was a huge fucking dirtbag. <laughs> Um, so I kind of had like a chip on my shoulder about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, not necessarily. Like, I got along with a lot of them, but they definitely always me. like judge my friends and all I. All the pop punk like, kids at my high school were like bums. That's <laughs> wild. That's so funny. <laughs> nah, the pop punk kids were like honor students, and, and you know, I don't know, <laughs> but but yeah. Channel Orange by Frank Ocean. Before you came, excuse the mess it made. Doesn't rain in Southern California, much like Arizona. My eyes don't shed tears, but body boy, when I'm thinking about you, who no, 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 I've been thinking about you, you no, 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 I've been thinking about you. Do you think about me still? Do you, do you, or do you not think so? Who would like to deep dive with me? I'll do it. I, I can't I, swim, I but I got my floaties on. Let's do it. Channel Orange. <laughs> I like Channel Orange more than Blonde. A lot of people fed me on that. Amen. Like Amen. Channel Orange is superior, not by much, but it is superior. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I'd probably name. I don't know. This or Blonde is probably album of the decade for me. It's just like. Fuck man, I don't even know how to like describe it because he's so unique. This album, I guess, came out July, July twenty twelve. Once again, I think a surprise release. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the album. This was back in his Tumblr days too. Yeah, people knew about the album, but I think he just decided to release it like a month early. And yeah, I mean, in twenty eleven, in the Nostalgia Ultra days, I used to refresh his Tumblr oh, constantly. God, I love that. <laughs> love that album. Um, and I think people knew that he was he had signed a Def Jam at this point. I think people knew that he was special. Knew that he was, he was sort of out of place in the odd future like canon. Mm-hmm. Um, very strange that I would just drop him on random he, songs. He, he, he like, seemed he seemed dumped on a lot of the old odd future songs, like an yeah, oldie yeah. especially. Like he just not that he like didn't want to be yeah. there or anything. Oh, no, it was just course. like 
His yeah. verse on She is still legendary, or at least his chorus. I, he has my favorite verse on Oldie. Amen. Still. Yeah. I think it's so cool. Like, ran a supercar for a day. Like, just such a great... <laughs> yeah. Um. So, yeah, Channel Orange came out. He also had announced that he was bisexual shortly before. Mm-hmm. In a long-form letter on his Tumblr page. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which uh, at the time at the time really galvanized people because obviously Odd Future was dropping many hard f words yeah. <laughs> at this Word. time, and they're like, "How are you even friends with him? Like, is that possible?" Well, little did they know. But the interesting <laughs> thing is, like, Sid Decade was openly lesbian. Yeah, yeah Sid Decade was while. very openly lesbian. Um, they were, you know, they recorded. Odd Future got their start recording in her house. So. Mm-hmm. I do think um, it's really interesting that they're even like we're even talking about them like having a relationship at all, like Frank Ocean and Odd Future, because like I, I think about them as in such opposite polar terms. opposites. Yeah, polar opposites. I mean, not necessarily necessarily like now with the way tyler's yeah, gone no, yeah. but definitely back then like back what then the especially because um, i think the songs like thinking about you next to songs like tron cat and oh like <laughs> <laughs> tron and yonkers yeah, yeah. <laughs> but thinking about you being the opening like single off that album i remember hearing this i can't believe it's from 2012 shit it's a long ass time ago thinking about you had been now for about a year at that point too. yeah yeah and like i remember it just being played over and over on the radio mm-hmm. i think i was in like middle school or something and i just told this girl i like her it didn't work out <laughs> i was short and she was like much taller <laughs> and so was the guy she liked short tanks but you know what that's how like, it is in middle school and then this that <laughs> ass bro i was like yo you just give me a few years especially yeah, like, like, when you're, like girls go through puberty when like you're 10 years old. and like you're like all the girls can like beat you up still kind of yeah. Like, yeah and you've <laughs> got that one guy who's got like chin hairs and you're like yo fuck you <laughs> just the, just yeah. a kid who just like bodied puberty before kids, before, <laughs> yeah like why did, why did he have a head start it's a bullshit before boys go through puberty, they're about like equal strength with, with, with girls. Fourth grade, everyone's Ugh. terrified of him. I wonder what he looks like now. Nah, that was a that was an that was an undercover cop. That wasn't a fucking student. Yeah. <laughs> that was an undercover cop. He's there to seek out bomb threats. He's like, so uh, yeah. where can I get a uh, cigarettes, guys? <laughs> but yeah, let's um finish up at <laughs> least about this album. He said this is like album of the decade. Yeah. Pitchfork gave, gave this. Did they give this or Blonde number one? But yes, yeah. this is a very beautiful album. Each song. I was talking to Connor before this when he told me that he had listened to this only like a year ago. <sighs> I said that as opposed to Blonde, this album could it could have its songs split up and listened to in isolation without you feeling like there's something missing. Yeah. Because me a, personally, for Blonde, whenever I listen to it's it, it's cohesive. Yeah. It's such a cohesive like chronological album. Absolutely. I have a hard time not finishing it every time, I mean, and it's the, only like sixty minutes. Even the way long. the songs start, they start so suddenly that like, exactly it's like yeah. you know yeah. something just transitioned yeah, into like, this. Um, like why Ferrari? Mm-hmm. Song, you'd be like, oh wait, I listened to the first song before that, but wait, let me listen to the first song. Yeah, yeah. It's like you that know what? Let's just, just gonna... go back to Nikes. Let's yeah. just go back to Nikes. <laughs> Which, in a way, I guess I would argue is what makes it a stronger album. But like, I wouldn't like argue with anyone who said Channel Orange. Yeah. I mean, it's so close. Yeah, I would like, say like I have so much as personally invested and like associated with Channel Orange. Amen. It's hard to name any like any Frank project. Or but I mean, Channel Orange definitely has like the great like standalone songs like yeah. oh, my mm-hmm. fucking pyramids. God, pyramids. I was talking to Connor before again. Monks. Forrest Gump, I think, is like one of the Forrest most, Gump is such one a of the beautiful most be- song. Beautiful such, songs. Ever it's such written. a cute like honest love song too. God, it's so fucking good. And like the whole thing is like this song is very obviously about a guy, but mm-hmm. I dare you to sit there. Show me the most aggressive homophobe. I dare them to sit there and listen to this song and not 
well up oh and God. almost cry. That is, that's it's so. It's, it's so one of the good. songs that makes me really upset that he doesn't do tours. Is that so hearing a song live? Which that's is so another amazing. part of his mystique. How yeah. the fuck are you this successful and have done this many things? He was writing for Beyonce and Justin Bieber before he ever like mm -hmm. put out like or started to put out more of his own music. How are you this successful? Well, I just gave the reasons why. But he's so successful having never been on tour. Especially like in this like day and age, like I not think touring. he might like be like, barely be thirty two. He's not old. I, I mean like the Beatles like thirty two? Yeah, like what the fuck? He, yeah, he's nineteen eighty seven he was born. But yeah, like like the Beatles very famously like said fuck this to live shows <laughs> in like nineteen sixty five. Um and like yeah, they could do that because you would sell thirty million records. Today you don't do that, but for Frank Ocean to like not tour and, and just rely on like his like artistic talent alone yep. and ability to get streams i guess is, is so incredible i mean yeah like forrest gump i remember seeing the oscar uh grammy performance mm -hmm. which I, I couldn't i still can't believe this it was like panned people hated it yeah um they thought it was super weird i know frank ocean didn't like it either yeah because um, there was some production issues that they fucked up on the grant on the side of the grammys but like i think that's what like that's one of my favorite live performances ever yeah. Just the way he was dressed, like uh, as a character from like the Royal Tenenbaums, he was, uh, and like just the background and just the way, like without like the song without the drums and just like that that piano, like honestly, yeah. it makes me tear up thinking about it, low key. Also, like, Crack so Rock good. makes me cry. Crack Rock, Pilot jo Pilot Jones makes me like Pilot tear Jones up. Is so good. Oh my oh. god. Yeah, Maybe this smoking is in the house. Oh fuck, dude. <laughs> Maybe it is better than Blonde. I don't know. It um, is better than Blonde, bro. Yeah. It might be. Like, mind you, Godspeed is on Blonde, and that song makes me cry as soon as he says, I will always love you. Mm. But this, Sweet Life is a fucking bop. Sierra Leone is super so good. Calm. Very, very like. Fertilizer is, um, oh God, is a so cover good. of James Fauntleroy's yeah, song, yeah. Fertilizer. I went back and listened to that. I fucking love it. I remember it. first listening to the album. He he opens with a PlayStation 1 sample. Yeah. Um, uh, you hear him like load up the game I and think then the, put in. I think the, it's called Start. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's literally what it's called. Which yeah. is like, I remember first hearing that and being like, oh, this is going to be some shit. Like, <laughs> this is going to be really good. Yeah. And yeah, it's very low key, like very summery album too. Yeah. But, but like, not a, in like a way that makes you feel like you're like taking a nap in the middle of the day yeah. in a hammock and you're kind of depressed but like it's okay yeah the, like, su the, the, the summer blues kind of feel yeah like yeah that. that's what i like about his music it's so like accentually ex metaphysical if that makes sense it's yeah. just like it's just on the edges like the shout out to two for having some of the dopest <laughs> fucking ways to describe music on this planet yo hire this man pitchfork we almost forgot that Andre Three Motherfucking Thousand is on this. Three Stacks yeah, is on is. this album with mm -hmm. Pink Matter mm -hmm. and then also too, yeah. Bad Religion. Oh fuck, dude! He he, he is he he's not credited on Blonde though, right? Like he has oh a Andre Three Thousand. Yeah. Oh no, he's credited. He's on um fucking what's it called? Um, solo. Solo. But yeah. Like the alternate oh, solo that I can see under the skirt of an oh, ant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's his opening line. Solo that I can see under the skirt of an ant. Like, bro. Pink Matter, uh, I think, has one of the best opening lines. Yeah. That was the like, first guitar solo I learned. Uh, Really? That's Not the solo scratch. Uh, that. I was gonna say Not that's a hard solo, fucking solo. guitar yeah. riff. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's nice. That's really nice. nice first, first, so fun. First yeah. So fun. Yeah. Um, a lot of memories of this song. Because the first like song you learn on guitar. Exactly. <laughs> like this album just hits different. Yeah, Frank Ocean. I think the artist of the decade, the defining mm -hmm. artist of our time. He does so without showing his face. Obviously, that adds to it. The mystique, yeah. as he said. Mm -hmm. um, oh yeah. And he fought Chris Brown. 
he did fight Chris Brown. Power move. It was a three-on-one, as he said in the Earl song. (laughs) Yo, Uh, Frank Ocean, you're hardcore (laughs) as fuck, bro. (laughs) It's because uh, I think Frank was parked in Chris Brown's parking spot at the same studio. And Chris Brown... That's some shit you'd expect at Walmart. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think Chris (laughs) Brown tried to, like, dap him up, and Frank Ocean, like, refused. And then, yeah, they got into it. Uh, Very funny. Um, for, For something... Like the definitive list of the 2010s, the, yeah. the decade that we're, we're going to be most engaged in music mm-hmm. ever, I think an hour and a half is And I is think it's valid. been one of the most beautiful and yeah. diverse decades Yo, in music. Oh, fuck yeah, definitely. Yes. One F- of, definitely. not the, we're, we're gonna, but we're gonna, one of. We're going to leak over to the 2020s and think of so many more albums that actually define this decade. Yeah, like, which I, I'm almost looking forward to. We're going to talk about these songs the way boomers it's talk gonna, about some of their music. Dark Side of the Moon. Time goes on. Because there was, there was so much. So much happened in the 2010s. Like, you talk about Kesha and, like, all that know, stuff that crazy, happened in the like, early 2010s. Like, I'm a, like, it's weird to think about it happening in, like, a 10-year span. Gangnam Style like, also happened this decade. Transformation, though. I mean, yeah. <laughs> she makes music now still. Yeah, she mm. another album. I think she's, she's had out, so. big songs. She's had kind yeah. of a renaissance. I know she had a really popular song with Macklemore. It's always people on the margins yeah. of society who who are on the forefront of culture. Amen. Yeah. Um, very good book, Renegade History of the United States. Renegade History. Good, I gotta yeah. read that. Thaddeus Russell. He's kind of a dick in person, but it's a good <laughs> book. Um, yes, this has been press play. Um, this is what good content sounds like. Not boring. <laughs> We actually care about what we're talking about. Stay yeah. tuned, can never. Yeah, we have three fans in Russia. Oh, nice. Yeah. Spasiba. Shout out Vladimir. I wonder if they're my barbers. I don't remember. Shout out Russia. But it's nice. It's never a curse word when I hear it. I hope face. Russia, I'm a big fan of your dash cam uh, car violence videos. Thanks. Um, I love your, your soccer election, hooligan fights. The other way around. Yeah. <laughs> okay. content. Uh, this was our top forty albums of mm-hmm. the decade. In no Definitely. In no particular order. Yeah. Um, this is on Spotify, Apple. Um, uh, join join the press. Join the press. By the way, we're having a big regime change coming at the end of this school year. Yeah, because um, yeah, these bastards want to go on and graduate and yeah. do better for themselves and leave us behind. Yeah, people are leaving. Or just or just so stop sad. by. Dude, that's gonna be so sad. Our Twitter is at Press and our Instagram is at the Yeah, or just stop by anytime. I live here. Um, yeah, we all we're getting here. a mini fridge soon. We I sit think. here and read theory all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we we have a new microwave courtesy of our friends across the hall. Shout out communism. Yeah. That's all for now. See you guys in the 2020s, and Godspeed. <laughs>